They shouted Hosanna. It's a praise the Lord. It's thanks for our salvation. It's all kinds of stuff on steroids. And you don't say, Hosanna. You shout it. <laughs> if you spent the next year contemplating that statement for an hour a day, you would only scratch the surface. Angels are still working on it. I believe angels are still somewhat, I don't think bewildered is the right word, but I can't think of another word. I think they're just going, what on earth, literally, is this all about? Hard to contemplate the eternal Son of the Father riding in on a donkey to establish the eternal kingdom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a grand thing. What a grand day. That's the first homily. It's over. The second homily is it's just really simple. I want to challenge you to participate in Holy Week. Why? Because it looks good if you do. I want you to participate in Holy Week because you need, amongst other things, to build up a treasury of spiritual value and blessing in your heart. I was thinking if Father Jack Sparks were giving this homily, he would probably start off today by saying, I'm going to engage in, in some speculative meandering. It, it's not quite that, because I can't be as speculative as he could, but I can meander, I can, I, I can wander as well as he could. <laughs> I can meander. Oh, I, I, I don't have an argument, not a point-by-point -point argument. I just want to encourage you to participate in Holy Week. Why? Well, I'll give you several reasons. Oh, 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 that's not quite the whole thing. And to bring your children as much as you can. Holy Week is for children. Today has more about children in the hymnody and in the gospel and from the mouth of Jesus than any other day this week. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, that comes from Jesus' mouth. And people say, oh, you know, they weren't children there. Well, how do you know? Oh, you don't know the Greek. I know the Greek. No, there were a lot of children there, and the children participated just like they did here. But I want you to be here as much as you can, not to rack up points, but to build a treasury. And then I want your children to have it. Let me tell you a little bit about this. I did not have religion crammed down my throat. And I've been to church more than any ten of you, probably. I mean, every Sunday of my, every week of my life, it was at least six to ten times a week. Only one of those was voluntary. The others were more or less at gunpoint. <laughs> I didn't care. And you say to me, church is Boring. Well, duh. <laughs> Lots of things are boring. Look, 
I didn't feel like religion was crammed down my throat when my parents dragged me out of bed at five in the morning, year after year after year, to go to an Easter sunrise service. It was exciting. I loved it. I wanted to go to the Easter sunrise service. I didn't understand what it was all about. I mean, I, I knew it was about Jesus. And I swear, I didn't understand the triumphal entry. I'll guarantee you I didn't understand Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But something was being put in my memory banks. Something was being placed there. I didn't have religion crammed down my throat when we were asked to hold a vigil. Yeah, when the Presbyterian church back then, we had a vigil. And I signed up for 2.30 in the morning because I thought that was the hardest hour. It was a joy. And I still remember it. I even remember falling asleep trying to do it. So what? And I remember those six to ten times a week. I remember sitting next to my mom. And I remember how pleasant it was. And I remember... Listen really carefully. I remember learning the hymnody. And it's still there. I live probably 200 yards from the carillon at Goleta Presbyterian Church. And at 9, noon, 3, and 6, I hear the hymns. And I know the words to every one of them by heart in all the stanzas. By the time I finished high school, I'm positive I knew at least a couple hundred hymns by heart, all stanzas. I still know them. They were in my treasury. Did you understand them, Father John? Of course not. <laughs> were you bored while you learned them? Of course. What's the difference? They're there. What do we got to do? Get it all exciting? Fun and games? You say, I don't want to bring my children because they whine. But I don't want to go to the service because it's too long. Who cares if it's too long? You know it was too long for me? I did have something crammed down my throat growing up. Do you know what it was? Seventh grade math. <laughs> I still am upset with Miss Daniel. She was 410 years old. And she made me sit that close to her because I couldn't hold still. I couldn't. She didn't understand that. We didn't have ADD in those days. I hated it. Oh, you aren't going to like this, parents. Kids, I hated school until I was a sophomore in college. That's what cr got crammed down my throat. You know, on Monday morning, you know what I used to say to my dad? Oh, Daddy, it's Monday morning. Do I have to go to school today? Let's stay home and play. Your kids... On Monday, they, they don't want to go to school anymore on Monday than they did to church on Sunday, do they? 
well, some of them do something with your likes. Well, I don't know what, something's wrong with you. <laughs> Look, don't give me a story about children being bored. Of course they're bored. I'm, I'm kind of bored sitting here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not at all that exciting. But look, when you go to the bank, my dad made me do this. You go to the bank, and you put money in the bank. Or, or, or even, you know, uh, every person, you know, what was that uh, seminar thing we had here? Uh, David Ramsey. And you, we, uh, we sort of do that at home. And so first of the month, Pierre and I, we sit down and we put money in an envelope. It's boring. The fun money is what we spend. The money that's not fun is the 150 bucks a month that goes into the automobile fund for when the transmission goes out. That's only fun when the transmission goes out. <laughs> but it's not fun now. You see, what's happening in these services, even though they may not seem exciting to you, they build something in you. Something is gained within you. You, you build a treasury. You know, the Lord spoke, the man who draws out of the good things, he draws the treasury of those things. Now, bring your children to... Bring your children on Friday afternoon at least. But you don't know how hard it is, Father John, to keep, to keep your children under control. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I know it just as well as any of you. Well, I don't because my children were angelic. <laughs> well, they're going to they're gonna disturb. Well, of course they're going to disturb. What do you expect? At least bring your children to the burial. At least bring them to the taking down from the cross. Bring them. Bring yourself. Now, you know, I only have one real concern for some of you. I don't know if there's anybody here today that I have a concern for, but one of my concerns would be if you don't care about Holy Week at all. As we will sing tonight, you might be shut out of the kingdom. That's bad. That's terrible. We're, we're going to sing it for three nights. And bridegroom... Matins, lest you be shut out of the kingdom. If you just don't care, you have a problem. Now, some of you don't care a whole lot, perhaps, because you just don't understand why you would even go. You know, and just in case you think you're going to accuse me at the end of the week about being a hypocrite, I'm going to miss a bunch of Holy Week. Peter's going to miss a bunch of Holy Week because we've got to take care of Mama. One of us has to be home. She's not doing well. She's getting close to the end. We're going to miss some of it this year. What are there, Father Nicholas? Are there, I never could figure, is it 23 services we have? 
And, and it depends on how you count royal hours, whether they're one service or four. Get yourself here. It will do something within you. You know, sometimes you come to a service, you know, there's 10 people there. Do you know my heart gets sad when there's only 10 people there? Do you know why? Because the rest are being robbed. I know you can't come to everything. I know you have children. I know you have jobs, hopefully. I know you have responsibilities. But come when you can. What if you have to leave early? And then don't even start with me on the services are too long and the church needs to wake up and shorten stuff. Folks, the church has been awake for a couple of thousand years. You're the one that's asleep. <laughs> you know, Jan Isham, who did these icons, most of them, one day we were talking very early on, and she'd been to a service at uh, Holy Virgin Mary, the OCA Cathedral in Los Angeles. And uh, she used to cut my hair. And so she's snipping away, and she's telling me about this service that she went to. And, and she said, you know, I was, I was struggling, and I was kind of bored. And she said, after about 40, an hour and 45 minutes, she said, it just really clicked in. You know how that is, don't you? I did not say this to Jan. I would have said, no, Jan, I don't have a clue about what you just said, that it takes time sometimes for the thing to come alive within you. She was dead serious. It was her, I'll tell you, Harvey Gish could tell you the same thing. Sometimes you're just sitting, you're struggling, and then all of a sudden, it comes alive. Father Gordon Walker was in the chapel at St. Vladimir's Seminary, and he was kind of bored until Angel showed up. But it took a while. It took a while. What you do, it, this is an entertainment. This is eternal salvation. This is the mystery of godliness. This is the mystery of the incarnation. This is the mystery of the passion. And you want to participate in it. Have I made my point? <laughs> you need to come if you can. Do you get points for coming? No. No points. A couple of last things. Part of this is heritage. Valerie, where are you? I don't see you. Okay, Valerie, do you remember, I think it was the last year I was the priest at St. Anthony, and we got to the 12 Gospels, and Dr. Frank Papathiophanis was taking the whole day off. Now, uh, Dr. Frank and his brother Bill grew up in the Greek church in Chicago, a Greek church in Chicago, and they went to church. I mean, the family was deeply involved in church. They went to everything. And I was astonished. I, Frank spent the entire afternoon. I don't know if you remember, this, he was working. He wanted everybody in the whole place to have a copy of the, I'm sorry, it was the Lamentations. And he wanted everyone to have the music in front of them. Why? Because it was in Frank's guts. He had it embedded down there. His mom and dad had helped put it there. 
Frank wanted to participate in those lamentations. And he wanted everybody else to participate in it. And we used his lamentations. That's the text we used. Well, I think Valerie might have had something to do with that, too. But he must have spent four or five hours. He, he got it all put together with his heritage. It's so important. I had a wonderful experience this week. Three days ago, I went to see my next-door neighbor. He's a uh, concert violinist. He's an Israeli from Israel. And uh, because Maryland's in hospice and because people are coming and going, I mean, all day long, people are in and out. It's just marvelous care, but a lot of activity. So I went over to see him, and I, I just thought he needed to know what was happening. And I, I went over, and, and he comes to the door. He's sweaty, and he's got gloves on up to here. And I said, you, well, I just wanted to come over and tell you my wife's in hospice, and there's a lot of people here. Folks, there was a grand, grand moment, an incredibly personal moment. Tears came to his eyes. He said, this is the most wonderful moment I've had since I lived here. Somebody is sharing with me. But he said, I, I'd give you a hug, but I've, I'm all sweaty and I have these gloves on. I'm getting ready for Passover. And I wanted to shout hallelujah. <laughs> and by the way, he did say that to me one time when she came home from being in the, uh, from when she broke her hip. Uh, he accidentally let a hallelujah. But I thought, here's Yuval, whom I would have considered, and probably correctly, to be a rather secular Israeli. But he's still getting his house ready for Passover. After this many thousand years, it's in his genes. It's part of his being. He's got to get his place ready. Well, you need to get your place ready, too. So I want you to see you here in Pan I want to see you here during Holy Week. Don't mutter it's too difficult, because it ain't. You'll know when to come, and God will richly bless you and your children. And I stayed upright. But I gotta get back to that chair. <laughs>